0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Midnight Diaries of a FNP student. It's not midnight, though. It's afternoon, late afternoon. My kid just woke up, and I'm trying to let her stay away from me so she doesn't bother my recording. I have a little sore throat today, so... I'm sounding a bit different than usual. I know it's flu season. I don't have it. Um, I don't think I have the cold, but it may be starting. It's just my voice is a little hoarse. <coughs> so again, this is the owl, and this is the Midnight Diaries of a FNP student. I'm starting to wonder if I should change my um, the name of of the podcast just because of the fact that I haven't recorded right around midnight, for quite some time. Well, nah, I've already started it, and I'm a few episodes in, and I and we already have regular listeners. Okay, so what's our topic for today? So this is actually related to my class, and I've been reading about it. I'm preparing for a quiz, and it's about malpractice and the benefits of having your own malpractice insurance. So one of the things that um, I've found out from the readings is that malpractice, um, being sued for malpractice as an APN is quite less frequent compared to physicians and physician assistants. Now I'm not sure if um, newer data Is available. I have been on Facebook groups, and um, a lot of nurse practitioners doing independent practice or having their own practices have said that there is one company, insurance company, that has increased their prices by about thirty five percent. And in that conversation, I usually just read their conversations. Their FB. chats and one of them said that it's because there's more APNs being sued now. So somebody goes on and says, well, where's the data on that? Somebody did comment and says, it's because of the fact that we have more numbers now as nurse practitioners. I believe we've hit about above 200,000 Mark, I know A N P was saying um, we've, we're celebrating around two hundred forty thousand NPs, which is a whole lot more than was than was expected around two thousand seven. So, the since we have more numbers, there's more numbers. Oh, there's more APNs getting sued. But they're not sure, there's no evidence that the rates of malpractice suits have actually increased. So maybe it's maintained. It's really because of the fact that the population of APNs have increased. But the actual rates, so it's not like it jumped from 3% to 6%, that's rates. So it's, it's just the fact that there's more APN. So relative to the population, there's now more malpractice suits because there's more of us. I don't know if you got guys got that. So I'm actually trying to find that information. But um, I think for my class purposes they're wanting us to learn why it's important to get malpractice insurance and i know that as a student before going to clinical i have to get my own malpractice insurance i've already been looking and i'm thinking i'm going with one company that's much cheaper but at the same time our textbook is telling us that if you do get your own malpractice insurance there are two different kinds the one is the occurrence And the other one is claim-based. And they recommend getting the occurrence-based, which means that you're covered all throughout. Um, So it actually, um, as long as you're covered during the time that you had insurance. So, for example, if you were working in 2012, somebody... Well, two thousand twelve is too far out. Two thousand fifteen. So, if if you took care of somebody in two thousand fifteen, and now they're suing you for the care that you gave them two thousand fifteen, as long as you were covered then, your occurrence based malpractice insurance will still could still be activated. But if your claim based if you have a claim based malpractice insurance, then that means that you're only covered for the time that you're that you have the coverage so like right now so if if your current term is from two thousand sixteen to two thousand and eighteen the the claim needs to be re- right around that time that you're covered with them and so if you do have claim base for example if you move to another office to be able to cover the previous uh time then you'll have to get tail coverage i still need to learn more about these terms i hope i actually got it right (laughs) um so why is it important to have your own malpractice insurance because you want to cover your back that's what i'm guessing so one of the things I've read in my textbook is that if you are going to just have insurance through your employer instead of getting your own, there's a possibility that, well, it's not a possibility, it's a reality. The lawyer who will take care of you or will deal with your case, will be working for the hospital. And since their employer is the hospital, then their interest is probably not you. They're probably going to cover more the hospital because that's where they're getting their money and you're not paying them. So their interest is not focused on you. It's on... It's focused on saving the hospital's butt. Whereas if you have your own insurance and you're employed, you have the choice of having your own counsel. And yes, the insurance will probably refer you to different lawyers, but you could interview them, get a feel of your, if if they're actually going to take care of you. And if you're not satisfied, then they can get you another one on, keep on. You can keep on requesting until you actually find a good fit and one whom you know will bat for you. And it's very important for us to find a lawyer who actually understands the laws related to advanced nursing practice. And I know there are. NPs now who are also lawyers. So maybe if they if you have that availability in your state, then definitely go for those lawyers who are also NPs or previous NPs who now have a legal practice. So that's for the employee side. And I, I kind of get it. it. That was actually the one that was very enlightening to me because I know... For a fact, I've dealt with some paperwork um, before with students who are doing clinicals as an FNP or, well, it was actually a DNP student. So the DNP student has employer coverage and they were like, well, can I just get, can I just give you the insurance coverage that I have, like proof of insurance coverage that I have through my employer. And of course we will say, yes, that's not a problem. They just need proof that they have coverage, right? But then I'm, I'm now understanding how that's probably not the best choice. If you were an independent practice, of course you'd have to get your own because no one else will be covering for you. There will be no respondent superior. It is you. You will be the one liable for everything. Now, there's a different layer if you're doing independent practice because you're a contractor. I'm not even going to get into that. I still need to understand the contracting um, concept in NP. If you own your own practice, you need to have two types of insurance. Aside from malpractice insurance, you also need business insurance because business insurance will cover any injuries to the site. So if you you have patients who came to your clinic, slipped and fell, broke their bone, then that would cover that. It won't be your malpractice insurance because that's got nothing to do with the service you provided, but it's got something to do with your office space. So that's something I also learned um, just watching or reading through FB Comments So, I'm actually getting a lot from FB, if you notice, throughout my episodes. So, how do we keep ourselves away from suits? So, it's great. Um, One of the things that they've found in in research, they're inferring to this, there's really no direct evidence of this, is that they found that since physicians spend lesser time with patients because of the fact that they try to get to serve more patients in a daily basis. So by serving more patients, you're cutting out the time, 8 minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. Everything is fast. You can't really communicate well with your patients. You can't really cover all of their concerns. And so it seems like there's a direct correlation between having less time seeing your patients or spending less time with their patients, and getting sued. And there are studies out there that says that MPs take more time with their patients. And so I'm thinking that, well, maybe it is about spending time with patients. If they feel like you care because you spend time and you listen to them, then they're less likely to sue you because they're satisfied. Even if you probably didn't really solve their problem, but because you care, then you actually touch them in some ways. So I actually read an article today about a man who had signs and symptoms of sore throat, um, difficulty in chewing, Signs and Symptoms of Myasthenia Gravis. He went to different doctors and no one could solve it for them. Somebody said it's a fungal infection. Somebody said it was just a strep throat. Um, They couldn't figure it out. In fact, they were turning him out and already they were canceling his appointments. So he researched his own symptoms and he read that It could be myasthenia gravis. However, he needed a test. So he tried to go to his primary care doctor, but his primary care doctor couldn't get him an appointment immediately, so he opted to have a visit with the nurse practitioner in the same office. The nurse practitioner listened to his concerns and to his research and got him the test, which did show that he actually had myasthenia gravis. So he praised the nurse practitioner for really listening to him. That nurse practitioner is not going to get sued. (laughs) Why? Because she listened, right? And I think that's going to be how it is when I practice. I'm going to listen to my patients. I'm going to spend more time with them. Given the fact that if I am employed, it's probably going to be difficult, And that's why I'm actually really interested in this model called direct primary care practice, wherein you can spend more time with your patients. Now, I'm not going to get into it now. Probably in a later episode, we'll talk about direct primary care practice because I've been researching about this model. I don't really know much about it. Um, I'm just giving it as an introduction, but it's um, an opt out of Medicare, opt out of insurance, and it's a membership-based uh, care model. And healthcare providers, physicians, and advanced nursing prac, uh, advanced nurse practitioners, who have opted into this practice, uh, into this practice model, have found that you're less likely to burn out. You're more likely to spend more time with your patients. They're saying, you know, no, more, no less than 30 minutes per patient visit. That's amazing. So I'm, I'm introducing that concept out there if you've not heard of it. But we'll talk about it later after I get more information. So really, that's my plan. How to reduce my risk for legalities because it is such a legalistic world. So listen to your patients, get malpractice insurance, make sure your documentation is defensible. Care for your patients. I think that's the main thing. Show them that you care for them and they will, I'm sure they will appreciate it. So that's my thoughts for today regarding malpractice insurance and the benefit of it. I will definitely get one. Even if I'm employed, I will definitely get one for myself. Now, I need to just learn more about how to read those contracts because those fine prints are just so fine. They're so small, right? Very difficult to read. Okay, well, I've rambled on and on. And I'm so sorry, guys. You guys are just... I hope you guys don't mind that I ramble. I, I have a lot of thoughts in my head. And one of the things I'm planning to do as I do have more time to clean up this episode is to have an outline and not just ramble on. But that's not going to happen for now because I'm so busy. I have so many things to do, and I know you do too. So I hope I'll catch you again soon in a future episode. I'm trying to get into adding a voice message here in my podcast so that you can be able to state your comments or um, ask questions and I can be able to answer those questions but I'm still trying to figure that out once I figure that out I will make an announcement and have that available again thank you for listening I really appreciate how you spend time you know 10 to 15 minutes of your time listening to my episodes I'll see you again next week. Bye.